Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock, and this week we have Stacey Watts of Preventative Life returning to the podcast. This is a slightly non-traditional podcast for us because I invited Stacey on around a specific topic. We got on the recording and just hit into it right away. There was no, we talk to each other all the time. We're friends as well as colleagues. Stacy is one of my favorite coaches in the world. So you're going to hear us kind of just launch into it and away we go. The seed of this, and we're going to talk about it a little bit, was Stacy shared with me a upcoming seminar she was going to and she thought I might be interested in. And she was right. I did go to it. It was great. But when I saw the thumbnail of the advertisement for the seminar, It's the kind of thing I never would have clicked on in a million years. I would have scrolled by immediately. We started talking about making your tent bigger and, you know, trying not to write people off just because of, you know, uh, some small thing that that repels you or where else can you go to learn things, digging into other disciplines. But it becomes kind of a free roaming, really fun conversation with two professionals. I think you're going to enjoy this. I think it's going to be useful. It was certainly a lot of fun for me. Stacey Watts is back on the Feel Strong Podcast. So I was just going to get right to it. I'm going to welcome you back and then talk. Remember, we were going to talk about like, you know, the, the sort of thesis was like looking outside of your little tent for more education and getting better and opportunities and learning from people who like you don't necessarily align with every single thing that they believe in and feel and how valuable it can be. Yes, yes. Um, So what I was going to say was I've actually, so me and you, how we started this conversation and how I got on here again was because of we were talking about this course that I had found and you were like, oh, I don't like everything that they put out there. So I don't either. Um, But, you know, my go-to on that in my head, what I say is, you know, I don't like everything that I do either. I don't like myself all the time either. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying like, I'm not, yep. so there's always something that I can gain from someone, even though like, even it can be like what they say, what is it? The really, really right far end of things. Or, but I, I personally, I, um, I like meeting eccentric personalities. I really enjoy yeah. the person most of the time. And so even if like, there's not everything that they're going to talk about that I'm going to agree with, like I can still love you. I might just love you from a distance. I might decide that a hundred percent. And I think that also, and, and we will, we'll just start talking about it in a second, but I think that also goes into like, you know, weightlifting coaches could learn a thing or two from yoga teachers. And just because it isn't exactly your thing doesn't mean there's not a lot of value there if you get all education and open yourself up and have a conversation. Because it, it turns out that almost everyone who's really good at what they do believes in a lot of the same things, especially around kind of movement, exercise, wellness, those things. Like the sharp people have all come to a lot of very similar solutions. And then they're going off in a bunch of different ways with their the way they implement and solve it and the, the parts of it that they are most inspired to spend their time on. But I've had most of my like best advances have been like, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go take uh, classes at the circus school and see what I can learn from someone who doesn't do any like performance kind of stuff at all. 
but literally is a is a professional hand balancer. I bet they think about things differently. Turns out they do, and it was incredible. <laughs> like, yep, that makes sense. And you know, they looked at me funny when I walked in, and I was extremely polite and thank you for letting me crash your your circus school, and it was great. Yeah, I'm a I'm a firm believer in putting yourself out there. Yeah, I, so this is how I describe it to people all the time. Whenever they're like, "Oh, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that?" I was like, "You're never going to find out what the temperature of their water is until you go stick your finger in it. Otherwise, you're just going to have an opinion." I love that. And everyone, get, guess should... what? Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. Everyone has an asshole too. I'm just saying. I know that's like a very hardcore thing to say, but accurate. It, it's it's accurate. It's the truth. Everyone has yeah, I love both. It. And there's plenty of them. And so I don't, I'm very much the kind of person that's like, I do not like having an outside opinion without, I'm very much the kind of person that wants to have the experience before I'm going to state an opinion. But if you ask an opinion before then, that's not like I won't give it to you, of course. Yeah. But I like, I'll give you an example. So you're just talking about going to join the circus. <laughs> I am going August 5th. I'm going to a, um, a meeting that's going to have a PT, I believe she's a pelvic floor PT, a chiropractor, and the guest speaker mm -hmm. is a holistic wellness person, but she does, I can't remember, oh my God, it's horrible. I can't remember exactly what she does, but guess what? I kind of know two of them, kind of, not for real. Um, I don't even know if I genuinely like them as people, but guess what? I know that all of them are somewhere in the holistic realm of things, such as that I believe in also. So they might not teach me a thing. Then again, they might blow my freaking mind. And I'm going to go in with, I hope they blow my freaking mind. <laughs> um, but if even if I just can go surround myself with like-minded people, um, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, I have found that extremely beneficial for myself. For instance, um, I also go, so I had a chiropractor sexually, uh, one of my clients, and then uh, we kind of became friends in the same realm. We definitely uh, exercise in two totally different ways. We see exercise in two totally different lights. Matter of fact, I was probably uh, not the personality of choice for him by far if you were to meet both of us. But the more he was around me, the more, I guess, what I had to say influenced him and kind of blew his mind. And um, eventually I found out, and that's how I met him, was he was doing a free class. And it's just like a, he, he's very, very, very smart guy. And he's doing like a cellular level of how health and nutrition decisions affect each of us on a cellular level. I'm talking, we're breaking down ATP. I mean, we're getting deep. Well, I went to yeah. his little class that he was doing and I was, I loved it. And that's how we met. And then we started talking and then things just started rolling down the hill. And then, um, 100%, I would say that, um, would me and him go out and just like have dinner and hang out and meet his wife and meet his kids? I'd love to, but um, we probably would enjoy the exactly the same things. I'm very much, you know, I'm from South Alabama. I like to go yeah. shoot my bow, throw my axes. You know, I like to go kayaking down the river. 
I like to lift weights heavy. <laughs> I like to work with my husband on random projects, um, which he likes to do those kind of things. Um, but you know, he lives in a bigger city in Florida. Um, he likes to sprint. He's actually, uh, one thing we had in common, we both like barefoot stuff. So it's just little things. Um, and I like people who disagree with me too. So I'm like, tell me why. <laughs> it's interesting, right? So l let's just get rolling and we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we've already started the podcast, but I want to introduce you anyway. So, okay. uh, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Stacy yeah. Watts of Preventative Life. Those of you, those fans of episode 98 will remember her well. Uh, we are back <laughs> together again talking about, uh, first of all, Stacy's a friend and we chat all the time. And I, I want to give a tiny bit of context to how this came up because a couple of weeks ago we were chatting and decided that we had to, to do something to record a bit about this. We were, you sent me a link to a, a series of lectures that were coming up that you thought I would really resonate with. And it was, it was from the Jocko Willing people, the Echelon Front. You said, hey, this is great. I've taken some of their free courses. I thought immediately about you and the way that you are. You said very nice things. So I, I don't want to repeat them. But you said very nice things about me. And because of that, I think this would really resonate with you. And it really struck me for a couple of reasons. I've been thinking about sort of the thesis of this podcast for a minute. But I remember the thumbnail you sent me was this big dude in front of a chalkboard or whiteboard literally giving a lecture and holding what appeared to my uneducated eyes an AK-47. Like one, <laughs> one hand up giving a lecture and just like doing it with an assault rifle. And I told you, I was like, if you say that, I want to come. And I went to it and I enjoyed it and I followed them and I'm doing some of their stuff now. I said, I wouldn't have stopped for a moment. I would have scrolled fast, scrolled by immediately, like discounted instantly. Like, what are you talking about? This is not my, this is definitely not my guy. It sets off all my red flags, but you, someone I absolutely trust and respect, like, no, you should take a look at this. And then I felt bad because I almost skipped over something really valuable. And so, so the thesis of this is looking outside of your tent and where else can you go and get more information, more education, more inspiration, more connections that isn't exactly the thing you are doing. And this may be, uh, you know, things that you don't align with culturally or politically or religiously or the values you have as a movement practitioner but it could also just be we, we mentioned a second ago uh, i don't know if it'll be on the recording or not but you know weightlifting coaches could get a lot out of learning from yoga coaches and yoga coaches could get a lot out of learning from endurance coaches and these people who sometimes kind of silo themselves off and say no no th this is my little plot of land and i own this and i don't there's no reason to look outside my fences are are stepping over an enormous amount of value that they could otherwise be gaining. Yes, absolutely. I, I, the way you were saying that, it kind of made me think of like the old bartering system, like back in the farming days before the Industrial Revolution and the booming. So if you had honey and I had beef, we're going to trade. I grow honey, you grow beef. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of one of those things where, like, if you treat like that, if you think about that in a professional sense now, like what you were just saying. So I do strength training. You're a Pilates. Uh, same like, like at, as active life professionals, um, the difference in the scope of practice in a physical therapist is not what an active life professional is, right? We can learn from those people. So it's, it, even if it's in the extreme opposition – 
to whatever it is we do, why can't we go find out what the temperature of the water is over there? <laughs> so I, I, that's just, I don't know. I don't know why that's what coming to my mind, but that's what come to my head. I love that. And I, I think is, and we also, I, I should say upfront, because when, uh, when you agreed to do this podcast, you made me promise that we'd still be friends afterward. Yes, because um, even though we talk a lot, it's just kind of random fun things. And it's usually somewhat professional relating to active life professional. And so um, I would sure hate <laughs> for our extreme right preferences, our extreme left preferences to make us never not want to talk again. Because, you know, I would just be forced to love you anyway, Justin. I love that. And this is, and obviously, uh, you know, for people listening, like uh, I'm well aware that we live in divisive times and we're not going to solve this on this one, but it's, uh, but I, I think it's, it's fair to say, and we've talked about this before, like Stacy and I know that we have different beliefs about some stuff. We also have a lot of beliefs that really align about some really important stuff that uh, we enjoy working on with each other. We also are useful to each other. It is useful to me to having some to have someone with Stacy's level of expertise who does the kind of work that she does, who is as committed and knowledgeable and has the experience that she has, all of which I do not. When I when I get between a rock and a hard place, I can reach out and say, hey, this just happened. A PT sent me this person and I don't even understand what they said. Can, can you help me navigate this? And I know that she will be able to do that. It doesn't mean that she has to come to church with me or vice versa. Like we, yeah. we can, we can be incredibly cordial and incredibly friendly and, and deeply love each other without those things being true. And I've been thinking about this for a while because, because of that idea of the bigger tent, like so much of the greatest value I've gotten educationally and opportunity wise have been in places I wouldn't normally go to if I was staying in my tent. And I feel like you've had a lot of the same experiences. Oh gosh. Oh wow. Yes. So many. Um, actually, just today, this just happened. Um, so I was going to have some blood work done. And when I went to go have the blood work done, there was the nurse that was actually going to draw my blood. And <clears throat> I had told her that I had a, an appointment at 1130. I said, kind of like you, you have I'm your patient. I have a client. I have a client at 1130. And I was like, so I have to be there. She's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you. We have to go register. Then you have to come back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about that up there, the paperwork part. And she's like, oh, well, just go see about the registration. And then if there's not anybody ahead of you, girl, I'll get you in and out. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I did. And I got back to her and she saw me ring the bell. She's like, I already knew it was you. She's like, that girl's in a hurry. We got to go. So she got me and she got up and she asked me, she said, so what do you do? You said you work for yourself. You said you owned a business. And I said, um, well, um, I'm kind of a health coach of sorts. And, I, and I've, I tried to kind of tenderly walk in, in this because I used to be the kind of person that would just like <laughs> all kinds of information way too quick, way too soon. And, um, because I have so much enthusiasm for what I do. Um, there's not a single person that's ever met me that's ever talked to me about what I do that doesn't go, wow, that sounds great. 
wow, you really love what you do. Matter of fact, I see a therapist. She said that to me. She said, the one thing I know about you, Stacey, is you love what you do. And she said, you have no idea what it is like. I obviously, Well, you might know what it's like, but you cannot imagine how many people that I speak to on the daily that do not feel that way. They do not have love and fulfillment from what they do. And I said, well, oh, my God. I was like, oh, gosh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, but anyway, so back to where I was, uh, she uh, and I was telling her and she was like, oh, yeah. And then the more I started kind of talking to her, those snowball effects started happening. She started asking me questions and she drew my blood and everything. I said, you got five minutes. She was telling me about herself a little bit. I was like, you got five minutes? And she said, do you have five minutes? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got five minutes. And so I did um, the standing lumbo pelvic hip flexion with her real quick. She did it. <clears throat> and then when she come out of it, I was like, I'm going to have you do one exercise. She's probably going to give you just a little bit of a Band-Aid relief. I said, this is only going to help you right now. We need to go a lot deeper to get you more results, but this will help you for the rest of the day. And I will have felt better about how you feel because obviously you're in pain right now. And uh, sure enough, she did it. As she was doing the exercise, she was like, oh my God, I can actually feel it in my hip just sitting here. I feel so much better. She said, what is this? <laughs> and that turned into, and see, if I would have just judged the book by, by the cover, okay, um, I could have just said, Hey, you know, you're busy. I'm busy. Let's just keep going. Right. Like, um, oh, I've, I'm a, I'm a trainer. You know what I'm saying? I could have been so shallow about it, but I just assumed that she asked. So why not continue to ask back? And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, she had a business card in her hand and that was the nurse right? So I'm not even going to lie. I have an extreme passion for working with servicemen and women. I love working with other healthcare professionals, military, police officer. I love people just like the blue collar world. That's what I come from. And so I guess I have a passion for helping those kinds of people. Um, the calloused hands of America is what I like to call it. Um, and she's absolutely go would be a fantastic person in my opinion already just to support her because she's in the healthcare industry and I probably will learn something from her because she's a nurse and so just already like to me that's just exciting um so like you just said looking into someone else's tent she was a nurse and so that already just the thought of working with her I'm going to learn from her just as much so I even think about that in like in my work not just seeking professional collaboration, but like as I have clients, like I like to learn from my clients and not just because of like what I had them do. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I think it also falls into that, that idea of trying to be the mayor of the place that you are, the mayor of your town, the mayor of your city, the person who walks through <laughs> and eventually being that person that ever, everyone says like, oh, you know what? I don't. Oh, you need a you need a good chiropractor. I'm not sure you should call Stacy. She's going to know somebody. And you only get to that point and being able to serve these people ethically uh empathetically in a way that's really valuable with them if you open yourself up to all these things, right? The best chiropractor in your town who's completely aligned with your values 
who would be a perfect referral might be someone that you, you know, seriously disagree with about three things. None of them have to do with the stuff that you're going to refer him to people. None of it's going to come up when you have dinner together. It's, it's stuff that may never even poke its head out. So if you open yourself up to these things and have these conversations and some of it, like you're so good at this, but some of it for people listening is, you know, making eye contact and saying hi and saying thank you and deliberately making those personal connections that will let you make those connections. And every once in a while it goes bad. Every once in a while you're really nice to someone who's serving you coffee and they call you a weirdo. You're like, oh, well, that didn't go well. Oh, well, <laughs> on to the next one. That's okay. But because yeah. you will have these moments and these interactions and these meetings with people where suddenly you're like, oh, I'm in a conversation. Oh, I'm actually providing a professional service. I'm making this person's day better and they're definitely going to call me later on. And maybe I'll work with them. Maybe I'll work with their mother. But all of this is not only improving you professionally, but improving you as a person. Like it's literally making you and the world around you better by doing it. It's not just for financial gain. This isn't some craven, how can we use people, but it is actually making the whole place better. Yes, absolutely. You said that fantastically. So the therapist that I currently see right now, I literally, I was a, so she's the head mm -hmm. of DHR in one of the counties in the state that I live in. She was a client with me and I'm, she has degrees in psychology and I learned a lot from her as a client, but I learned it from her to help like me personally, it helped me personally. We helped each other a lot. And when I was looking, decided to look for a therapist, I messaged her and asked her, I said, you know me well enough to know what I would be looking for. Do you know anybody in the air around my area that would be someone that would fit my personality? Somebody that can stand the pushback because I'm going to push back. <laughs> and she said, I will look into that. Yeah. I 100% yeah. agree. You need a very specific kind of help. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so it, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, building up relationships is, is just, like you said, I call it good human 101. <laughs> it's a course I've been taking for several years. Yeah, 100%. It's called practice. <laughs> and, and making those connections is there's a skill to it. And it's not the kind of thing that may be a cautionary tale to people. Like it's often if I'm working with a client, let, hypothetical, I'm working with a client. I know that they need to do some uh, breath work and maybe some guided meditation, you know, or maybe some some guided stretching. You know, I have, I have links and people I will send to a certain type of person and I have links and people I will send to a different type of person. Absolutely. And it's not that they both aren't both incredibly valuable, but it's like, Stacy, I think you're going to vibe with, uh, you know, smooth Panther more than you're going to vibe with yoga by Zalinda. But I know that Sharon is really going to vibe with yoga by Zalinda. And if I send her smooth Panther, she's going to freak out and never do it. And and that's valid. My my what we're talking about and you're really good at it. And I'm imploring people, especially coaches to do is go to the one that you're uncomfortable with. Like, what is it like to to explore what the people who you immediately might dismiss or be like, I don't believe in that or this is nonsense. Go in and listen to it. You don't have to spend a bunch of money. You don't have to go broke. You don't have to pay for their you know seven year course but it is probably worth listening to what they say. It's overwhelmingly the people who are really good at stuff 
are all doing the same kind of thing and have reached similar conclusions and maybe doing it a different way. And you'll start seeing overlap as well as be able to reach back to that toolbox when your super hippie dippy client comes in and just wants to like find a way to ground themselves to the earth and move through Gaia and understand how it's singing to them. And you know that they need locomotion and stability, but maybe, you know, an Edo portal video is going to serve them better than a seal team six training video. Right. <laughs> yes. So I can, I can definitely relate to that too. I'm definitely going to send different people, different things. It's going to be based off of, you know, just how well I know the person and what I think, like you said, like help, help, what they're going to vibe with. Um, me personally, um, I have found also, like you were just talking about, even the ones that like you want to dismiss, like you oh, just don't want to do that. I don't like this part of this thing and I just can't get over this thing. Well, if you'll just go do it, even if they just further shove you down the hill that you really didn't want to go down and you're like, yep, this is exactly why I didn't want to do this. You could look at it that way or you could go, well, this is how not to do something. Um, so even if, you know, what is it you either, how does that, that go? It's either mistake. It's not a, a blessing or a lesson is what they say in the South. It's that everything is either a blessing or a lesson. And so is everybody. But I, I really think like that, that. Um, you know, yeah, I went through some really tough we all have everybody goes through really really tough times but on the other side of that really hard grind it's like if there's even more gratitude and accomplishment that comes from going through that that grind but at the same time you know don't make things harder on yourself either just so that you can brag about how hard your life was so it's I don't know. <laughs> was it really that bad if you made yourself <laughs> go no, through I think that? that <laughs> exactly. And that's where you kind of need to modulate this stuff. Like, all right, I'm going to listen. You know, I'm going to listen to this giant dude in a stringer who's playing his metal too loud and is oiled up. But like, I know there's gold. Like he, he's been doing this for so long. He has all of these clients. He get these, gets these results. I know he's smart about this. I'm going to push through some of this surface stuff because I really want that gold. And it may be, you know, it, it may be in five years, I'm going to find someone who presents this way and be like, oh, I know exactly how to communicate with you. But the information and the, the, the resources can be really, really useful. But yes, I, you, you also shouldn't make yourself angry. You shouldn't make yourself depressed. You don't need to put yourself in situations that are going to send you down a rabbit hole. I, I do think, you know, finding the stuff that's outside of your tent, if you can steal yourself and get through it to some degree, one, you might actually like it, right? It, it may not end up being a grid at all. You might be like, oh, I actually, turns out I really like this stuff. Who knew? And at worst, you've learned exactly, like you said, you've learned exactly the way you don't want to do it. Oh, well, I, I will never present that way. I will never coach that way. This is not the kind of person I want to be. And I've certain, I mean, I, I do think I've learned more from bad bosses than from good bosses. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I was just actually talking to a coaching friend here lately, and she was <clears throat> kind of tossing around about how she did not want to go do this 
certain thing because she just she didn't want to end up with a bunch of pain in the asses to work with by going this way um, with certain decisions. And I said, well, you know, you're not always going to get the chance to change one of those pain in the asses mind either. You're never going to show that that pain in the ass is never going to know any other way. If maybe you're the only person that ever shows them a different way and maybe while you work with them, they still stay the same and there's just stubborn mules. That's fine. But later on five years from now, cause I'm not going to lie. I was that person 10 years later. Cause I can remember there's a lot of things that my parents tried to, you know, I'm sure you can relate to this too. Everybody can, your parents try to get you to do all these things. And then later on, you're like, Oh, you know, they were right. And so you might be the only person that they shows. Yeah. They might be the only person who shows that person how not to be a pain in the ass. So I, I don't know. I, I understand that it, that, it, that, that drains that mentally, emotionally it drains you to be around someone that it requires so much energy. Like, so for me, I do not like to walk on eggshells around people. People I have to turn this down for. Oh, I that that oh, I can't handle it. Uh, that that one hundred percent that turns me into an introvert real quick and I'm in a hurry. Um, but at the same time, if I'm always my volume's always up, that drains me too. So. You know, being around all the different personalities and learning to adjust, which is so I can remember probably whenever I took. Do you remember the personality quadrants video that we undertook in our education? So you're a driver. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was so insanely beneficial for me to this day. I bet I've watched it 20 times. I bet. Um. I have taken that. I even showed it to, um, I've showed it to other people. <laughs> um, I think it's that beneficial. As a matter of fact, I have swore up and down. I was going to make my own version of it in a way. Um, but I think that kind of thing would be educationally mind, just mind boggling, but it would change some perspectives of, of a lot of people. And, and maybe it, it's, what's the right word? So like like you were talking about earlier, just because me and you disagree on certain things, but we agree on a lot of other things doesn't mean we're going to go to church together. I want to go, hey, man, <laughs> um, it, it's the same. It's the same situation. Um, I can sit across from a, a, a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or I refuse to vote ever in my life because um, I'm married to one of those. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of things that are out there, but that doesn't mean that there's not something in that person that you probably are just like them. And I tell you what somebody blew my mind with was some of the things that we really just like defy in other people. Like we just, we don't like it. Those are the things that we are sedating and suppressing in ourselves because we dislike it that much if we do it. I see you. Yay. Yeah, I can see you too now. <laughs> All right. Sorry for that interruption. 
That was fine. You were talking about um, often the things that people most dislike in others are aspects of themselves that they might be suppressing. Yeah, so I've really been paying, ever since I heard someone said that to me, I've really been trying to pay attention to that myself. And um, I'm finding that they're right (laughs) Mm. in a couple of those situations. Um, So, hmm, yeah. I love the, just um, to double, calling yourself out on your own shit. It's really useful. And to uh, we, we breezed over the quadrants. So just for people listening, the the four quadrants are, are personality quadrants and they're ways, ways to think about people. And it's analytic, driver, amiable, and expressive. And we're not going to dig into the whole thing now. Well, maybe we'll post the video with, the, with this podcast or something. But it is a great way to understand where people are coming from and then to best communicate with them the way to the way you will really effectively communicate with a driver is very different than the way you will effectively communicate the same information to get the same result from an amiable very different people very different styles um, very different things they like and dislike and if you can tailor your approach to these people and find the best way in you will be a far more effective communicator. Yes. And, and um, the, the, I think the coolest part of that was, um, you know, I think in, in everything, the human, like human nature to be an extremist. So it's like thinking about, oh, so I'd rather, instead of finding the nuances of my dietary nutrition that I need to have, I'm just going to go straight keto. So I'm going to cut out all the carbohydrates in my life or vice versa. Um, I'm going to go completely fat free. I'm going to go carnivore. So I'm going to eat all the meat and I'm not going to eat any of the vegetables. So, I mean, it's like, it's extreme. Uh, it's, it's easier. People talk about it being extreme, but it's, it's easier than the little, oh, well, I eat keto paleo-ish Mediterranean-ish. <laughs> and it, it's the same situation um, with, with other things with, with us. And so we want to just cut and dry our personalities too. And we'll describe ourselves like that. And and when you connect your identity like that to something, then you'll find yourself doing things because that's how you identify. And so that's another thing. Like, so the quadrants was awesome to me because it's a spectrum. So you weren't just a driver. Like you, you could be all four. And that's what was really cool to me was Mm -hmm. finding yourself more on a spectrum rather than saying, um, you're doomed to be this way. Um, and and the, the more you learn about behavior change, the more you can understand that there's so many things that like I grew up with hearing most of my life, oh, you're just, you, you're just like your dad. You're just like your aunt. You're just like, right. And so you're like, so I'm, I'm this way because it's genetic. Um, <laughs> but you'll find that it's actually skills that you can learn. And you have the more skills you learn, the more less problems you have because you have the skills to surpass these problems. So and then you can deliberately choose in those situations. Like I am, you, like you described earlier, in a, a brand new group of people, 
I don't know where I'm in. Maybe I don't know why I'm there. I don't have a lot of connection. Like I go quiet analytic pretty fast. I'm, I'm, I'm around, I'm perfectly pleasant, but I'm gathering information. As soon as I have enough information, I rock it over to amiable expressive because I want to open up and I want to talk and I have jokes and I have opinions and I have things and I want to help you. And I have all this stuff, but I, I, I sit, I've, I've noticed now in myself, I will sit back and just kind of wait and make sure I have enough information and make sure I want to be there and make sure before. And part of that is, uh, holding off for a second on being really vulnerable because the other side of me where I, where I prefer to live most of the time is fairly vulnerable and fairly transparent, but I need to make sure that I'm not about to, you know, get whooped by doing this. So I, I, I go hard on the other side and I kind of wait and listen and study and make, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think this is going to be fine. Real Justin yeah. can come out now. And they're both real yeah. Justin. One is yeah. just a decision in the situation. Yeah. That's that, what I say, turning the volume down or up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm adjusting. Um, and, and it is, it is an interesting thing to learn about yourself. I, um, I, I myself have been in those situations where you, you're sitting in a group of people and there's like one person is on you for 10 years. And they're like, why are you so quiet? Um, okay, years and years ago, um, when I was a teenager, um, I had this girl that was I'd been friends with for years. We were all playing cards. They had all gathered over at my place and we were all playing the cards. And this girl later on tells my best friend at the time, she says, um, I don't think Stacy likes me very much. And my best friend looked her dead in the face and said, believe me, if Stacy doesn't like you, you will know it. <laughs> you will not be confused. You will not be confused. <laughs> and so um, it's, it's, I've heard th things like that most of my life. So it's, I've, I, I myself have felt kind of almost demonized by that genetic, you're this way thing. So whenever, you know, that was, something that really helped me like that's one of the reasons why if I'm being vulnerable like you just said uh, that's probably one of the reasons why I think it helped me so much is because I think I was definitely um I felt doomed to be genetically predisposed predisposed dis I can't say the word <laughs> predisposed I still can't predisposed. say predisposed save me Justin <laughs> um predisposed to yeah to, to, let's just let you say it <laughs> to have and be certain ways and i think that um yep. it sucks it, it does it really sucks whenever you feel that way and so um which is another big passion of you know getting to help people in our jobs yeah because you know when you have well, those it, kinds it's of similar things, to common yeah it, it's similar to to people who become their diagnosis right like with all mm -hmm. of this stuff, if this is the thing that becomes your identity, now it's a thing you're locked to and progress is impossible. You can't get away from this. You can't do that. And whether it's, well, I, I'm going to have these things my daddy had for my whole life, or I'm my bulging disc, or I am my entire identity is wrapped up in this particular fitness belief or in this methodology. I don't do anything outside of this or this political strain guides everything I do has to align exactly with this and you are limiting yourself to such a shocking degree and putting a ceiling on your progress in a way that is artificial and and impotent in in the best meaning of that word it's it is stunting your progress and it makes you unhappy yeah. like we we feel strong we have a we, we always say it no don't be canonical and don't be a zealot right there's always 
whatever it is you believe in about this stuff, be ready to have those beliefs changed. And like some of it's probably wrong. The stuff I believed in 10 years ago, I, a bunch of it has changed. I assume that's going to be true in five years and five years after that, it'll be true again. So do your best work. You can believe in stuff, but if it's, if it's an unchangeable belief, now that's, that's something else that is, that isn't a, a thing that is really going to serve you very well. And if you're a zealot, meaning I always think of like, it's, it's my way and no other way. This is the only truth. This is the way you're going to find yourself one, a little bit lonely and two missing out on all this cool, useful stuff that's out there. Yep. Yep. Coming from someone who used to describe themselves as a control freak, then 100%, but we, you learn that you're doing these things like a, it's like protective um, for yourself. And so it's, it's very, um, and so it's so interesting for you to know me now. I have said this for years and I'll say it a thousand more times to know me now is to not to know, would not ever imagine that I was a very timid child. I was, I was always very stubborn and very strong willed by all means. I was always a tomboy. I was always those kinds of things, but I had so many irrational fears that held me back. It was unbelievable. Um, I was very much the kind of person that was more of the homebody, um, and, and even as I got older, when I was a teenager, I still like I was definitely always the more observant kind of person. Um, if you put me in my comfort zone, of course I would be. Woo! But um, I was not the person who was just going to go try new things all the time. And um, as far as meeting new people, that didn't necessarily bother me. But um, as far as just putting myself in a position where I was, uh, would you say a position of power maybe, mm-hmm. or a position of confidence, maybe not power, just say confidence into a room full of people that you don't know. I wouldn't have voluntarily done that a whole lot, but to know me now, <laughs> it's completely and utterly, um, it's, it's like a whole nother mountain. I like, I left the the Andes and went to the Appalachian. Like I'm on a whole nother set of mountains, and it, it's 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 such a um, a great feeling to be honest to be to be a to feel like that. But I guess I could just recollect for people, I guess, or uh, connect with people who they struggle with being in these rooms with or around people or don't want to associate with this or that because. You know, when you fall in that one-minded, you grow up in it, maybe even. You're trained. It's like you're already trained. But something I like is to, here we go with calling yourself out on your own crap. You know, once you turn 18, uh, can't blame mom and daddy for your stuff anymore. You are now a grown-ass person. (laughs) If you're out on your own, you are now in charge of you. So whatever it is that you don't like, Guess who gets to change that? That's not a task. Yeah, it might feel like one if you if you choose to look at it like that, but that's a great thing. You have this, you have your free will, your power to become whatever it is that you never liked having to do then. Maybe you used, I hope you use that in a good way though. You know, don't use it in a um, uh, a way that's 
what do you what, da, 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 da. like you're trying to get them back right not not vengeance not yeah vengeance i don't know why that wouldn't pop in my head but so if that's how if that's how you're gonna use this power is vengeance then that's not gonna make you into here we are good human 101 right <laughs> so i guess um i i get it because i've been there but at the same time, change feels so freeing. But you're never going to find out until you do it. Yeah, and that's, and it doesn't invalidate anything that happened before, right? People, mm -hmm. people have traumas. They have tough situations. They might be in tough situations right now. It doesn't invalidate any of that. It doesn't mean any of it isn't really hard. This is, however, this is how human beings get built. So you're in the middle of building it. We're all in the middle. If you're listening to this, you're in the middle of building the person you are. It is an active process. So what do you want to do? What change do you want to make? What do you want to do? I, I, I've been kicking this thesis around. I'm going to record a podcast about it soon of like being your own HR department. Like take charge, look inward. How is employee number one doing? How's employee morale? How's productivity? Are they getting a chance to really like thrive and use their skills? Because if they don't, they're, they're probably going to become less productive and they might even quit. And we really don't want that. So what can yeah. we do to like support? And maybe it's track. How do we track performance? How would you just, do we decide if it's good? Well, I don't know. What are our benchmarks? What are we looking for? What are our quarterly goals? Like get in there and be the person who would, who support yourself in the way that you would support anyone else that you wanted to succeed immensely and do it for yourself first, because there is yeah. being selfish. will let you show up for other people in far better ways. There's a, um, this made me think of a psychology thing that I saw where it's a, a very nice diagram and it's talking about coming out of your comfort zone, going into the fear zone, going. And it, so when you go out of this zone, the next zone, so comfort, fear, growth, learning. And it's a very beautiful little diagram or to me it is and I, i'll never forget it it's like when as soon as i saw it it's like i memorized it um and i i have that conversation with a lot of people and then I, uh have you ever read the book fear is fuel by patrick sweeney no i've heard of it i know what you're talking about so he i believe in there he talks somewhere about uh when you have when you use courage courage is going is facing the fear right that's how you have courage and so um, when you have something like that, how do you have the courage to go face these kinds of things? Well, you just make small choices. So and it, it lowers the, the sensor like to it in the brain. So every single time you do one little small step. So, uh, I believe there was a study or something. So they took people and exposed them to snakes. And then the other people, they put like uh, flashes of snakes in between this video they were watching and they didn't know it and they were less afraid of the snake because they saw the flashes or whatever. So small things like, and I know people like, so if, if someone's scared to death of the snake, they don't even like watching one on TV. They're so disgusted with them. They're like, Oh God, a snake right off the bat. And that it's not even, it's not on them. It's not touching them, but they're stressed out about the snake that's on TV because they haven't to look at it. Right. So how do you face how do you face something like that right so first you got to get to the point where you just have less you allow so it's repatterning it's not replacing or getting rid of it's just repatterning 
this reaction that goes, oh, I don't want to see the snake. So get you. I'm sure you can look at the TV with a snake on the TV without reacting like that. So there's step one. Right. So then what's after that? That's up to you. Right. Um, but it's just things like that that I think that would help a lot of people. And they get out of that comfort to fear that walk. It's just, it's just a walk. That's why I in my head. Just think, just, we're going to take a walk. I'll hold your hand. Okay, so we'll go fear. We've got comfort to fear to growth to learning. And and I think stuff like that just really benefited um, me also, again. Um, but I use it to, to talk to my clients about when they have fear with pain. They have fear with, um, you know, people talk to me like, I can't believe you do this, this or that or the other. And I'm like, well, I didn't start there. You built up a tolerance to that fear. Yeah. Um, and it's the same way, I think, for, for many people. Um, they could, uh, re, what do we call it? Reacclimation, mm-hmm. right? So it's just slowly adapting at the edge of discomfort. Is it? Yep. There it is. <laughs> the edges of our capabilities are where, that's where all the adaptation is. And people yeah. get that with strength training. Like, well, you have to, you have yep. to lift a little bit heavier. You know, we're going to go up one pound a week for the next two years. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get stronger. And they understand mm-hmm. that idea, but struggle with it with any, I mean, any, mm-hmm. any kind of habit forming, right? Certainly mm-hmm. like changing the way we're going to eat or, you know, but if I, if I drink less, what will my social circle think of me? Or if I say I have to go home early, what will my loved ones think of me? Because they know I'm someone who likes to stay out or making all of these changes. And I think it aligns exactly with what we're talking about, like yeah. getting slightly outside of your comfort zone and starting to learn and gather information and expose yourself to some ideas, methodologies, people, whatever, who yeah. might not initially be the first thing you're drawn to, but there's probably really good stuff there and, yeah. and sift through it and, and, and don't start big. Whatever the big thing, scary thing you're thinking of is now, that's step 25. Step one is something like, oh, well, this is... This is a little bit out of my comfort zone. I'm going to try mm-hmm. here first. Oh, yeah. that was okay. I didn't catch on fire. It's okay. <laughs> All of my beliefs yeah. haven't been shattered, and I'm not a completely different person now. It turns out I can hold my values and have conversations with other people. Cool. Let's yeah. try it a little bit further. Let's go a little bit further. And you'll find your edges. And you may find some places where you're like, actually, that's a place I can't go. Okay, great. Yeah. Now you know. Moving on. But getting through that fear to growth and learning like that's where all the good stuff is and that's where everything and that's also where opportunity is yes yes i i think connecting you connected that pretty well um for when you go like we just talked about so facing facing because you really if you're calling yourself out what is it that you're actually avoiding this person for is it because you're you're scared of what they're going to say or do or are you scared of what you're going to say or do and then so how do we how do we get through that part it, and you know you also got to look at too like what are you going to gain you know like the cost of action or inaction so if you do nothing what's it going to cost you and then if you do do it what's it going to cost you like when i go next month to go sit in the, this room full of three or four other professionals for this class, I don't know what I'm going to gain, 
but I had a feeling I'm going to gain something that's going to benefit me, that's going to help me help other people even better. And then if you add a surplus onto that, a big bonus, it would be great if those all three became professional collaborations. You know, that'd be, is it uncomfortable to go sit in a room full of people? I don't really know their personalities and I don't know how much of my volume I'm going to have to be able to turn down and turn up. Sure. Sure. They didn't come to me. I'm going to them. So, yeah, I'm a little, do I have a little anxious about it? But, you know, that's another thing. So anxiety really is like, it's like energy. It feels like, oh, so, and there's, here's another book, um, The Upside of Stress. Um, Kelly Monagle, I think, um, that book, she talks about how anxiety is like the energy to propel you through the difficult time. Use it. Instead of trying to suppress it, use it. Um, so I don't know. I, I hope all of my, I hopefully I didn't go off on a tangent too much. <laughs> that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. Uh, uh, this has been a joy, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking about it. And I think it's safe to say we we are absolutely still friends now, right? Yay! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what kind of drag up fight you think I was bringing you into, but it's no. no, I just want to talk. No. I don't think I don't think me and you would ever get in a fight anyway. I'm like, even if we did, I'd win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably accurate. You would succumb to my southern charm. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I'm doing yard work. How did this happen? What am I doing? <laughs> I signed you a contract. You got the eggs out of the chicken pens. <laughs> I work here now? Huh. Fascinating. I need to make some phone calls. <laughs> uh, Stacy, it is always a joy to talk to you. Where should send the people everywhere they should go to find you and learn more? Uh, preventative Life underscore Stacy on Instagram and then in Preventative Life on Facebook. I used to have TikTok, decided that wasn't for me. <laughs> Other than that, I just have a Google page. Um, but. You know, mostly Instagram. I love Instagram. And I just started a thread. Um, I started using that for like uh, journal entries for how just different things that happen every day um, with my with my business and just putting little blurbs on there of happenings so I can go back and track it. So that's a fun thing. I like so that's it. That's how I yeah, decided I'm... to use it instead of using it like more posting Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm very much using it as a like scratch pad, random thoughts. This is a lot of the stuff on threads is going to become something else someday. It'll become a podcast or a thought or a program or a something like that. But I'm just like, oh, I'm thinking of this. I'm going to put it out there and we'll see what it turns into. There's 100%. I cannot tell you how many things that I probably think of every day that it could turn into content or could turn into something, mm -hmm. but I just don't always write it down or turn it into something. And so I just, but this might actually, like you yeah. just said, it might actually become a little bit more useful if I actually start doing it like this. So, Well, you heard it. Follow her on Instagram. She's very responsive. Also on threads, if you want to keep up where Instagram is going to be going several weeks from now, you can see the, the <laughs> early rough drafts of Instagram. Uh, Stacy Watts, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a really big difference. If you have questions, you want details, DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. There's more information on the website at feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, 
individualization, and empathy. See what it's like to have an expert in the field really listen, hear what you need, and build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go. Today is the perfect time to get started. Reach out.